0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk cheese. Recorded live. <laughs>
1: Thank ah. This is 10.35 p.m. on Sunday, April 22nd, 2018. Good evening, everyone, and this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. And, of course, as you do, each and every Sunday evening, ladies and gentlemen, we will bring you, of course, a lineup for all of our shows this week here in the WCWS Radio Network. let also bring you today here in Wrestling History was a few little wrestling <clears throat> news tidbits making the rounds right now. Heard it our friends at Four Eleven Mania. Let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here, uh, 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 um, and see what we have going. And see what we have going on here, of course, as we go into episode two sixty one of, of course, of our WWUS promotions. Uh, let's go see our wrestling history here. Like I said, for April twenty second, let's see what we have on hand. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Thirty years ago today, which we put it at 1988, WWF tapes the 16th episode of Saturday Night's Main Event from the Springfield Civic Center in Springfield, Massachusetts. The episode would air just over a week later on NBC. Three episodes of Wrestling Challenge was also taped, which featured the debut of ring announcer Mike McGurk. And folks, this was not a man. This is a, this was a woman, one of the first female ring announcers that WWF WWE ever had. <clears throat> The match that took place after the Saturday Night's Men event back on this date in 1988. Axel Jim Duggan defeated Hercules by DQ. British Barbara Beefcake defeated Danny Davis. Ultra Man Randy Savage defeated the one man gang to retain the WWF title. Demolition defeated the British Bulldogs by DQ to retain the tag team titles. Ted DiBiase defeated Don Morocco. And Ravishing Rick Rude defeated Coco Beware. <laughs> uh, 20 years ago today, 1998, During a live episode of WCW Thunder in Columbia, South Carolina, Marcus Buff Bagwell was severely injured while taking a second rope bulldog during a tag team match. The incident, as was explained in the May 2, 1998 edition of Pro Wrestling Torch. This is the way this came out 20, 20 years ago on the 2nd of May. Marcus Buff Bagwell suffered a neck injury or spinal shock on the April 22nd edition of Thunder. He had neck surgery on April 27th and expected to need 8 to 12 months to recover. Chances are he will be able to wrestle again, but it is not a given. During the tag tag match broadcast live on TBS, Rick Steiner bulldog Marcus buffed Bagwell off the top rope. When Rick landed ahead of Bagwell, Bagwell, Bagwell's head jammed into Rick's side and then turned sharply. Rick turned Bagwell over for the pin. Scott Steiner then nailed Rick on the back with a chair, and tried to knock out Bagwell onto Rick for the pin. As Scott moved Bagwell, Bagwell was talking to him, likely telling him he was seriously hurt. Scott moved too quickly in and out of the ring to pick up Bag- pick up what Bagwell was saying. But shortly after the pinfall, it became apparent something was wrong. Buff didn't move after the match. Scott Norton, Bagwell's partner in the tag match, and Vincent began to drag Buff out of the ring. When he didn't move, they asked him if he was okay. He shook his head no. Luger conference with rick and bagwell on the mat they cut to a commercial upon returning four minutes after the bulldog that injured him bagwell hadn't been moving vincent and norton were joined by a wcw trainer in checking out bagwell who was lying flat on his back he could move his left arm but not his legs they replayed the move from a reverse angle which looked pretty scary upon impact shabani during the match had talked about how nw members have no souls but the storyline announcing changed over to Shivani, paying tribute to physical risk all wrestlers take during matches week after week. They announced an the ambulance was on its way. The crowd could tell that it was no angle and were silent and concerned. 11 minutes after the injury, the cameras cut away from the ring and to the announcing desk where they moved on to talk about ongoing storylines. Bagwell had lost the ability to move his legs and arms. Within 10 minutes of arriving at the hospital, he began to get movement back in his, in his extremities. After 30 minutes, he was unstrapped and allowed to try to walk. He was able to move around, but much to the relief of his friends who were there, including Scott Steiner, Lex Luger, and Sting. Bagwell suffered several damaged vertebrae and spinal shock and would have required the use of a wheelchair for some time. After Hogan verbally castrated him for his condition on his return to WWE programming on the July 13th Nitro, Bagwell essentially swears off the NWO and forgives Rick Steiner a week later. It turned out to be an elaborate ruse. Scott Steiner would assault his brother, Rick. Then in one, then in one of the more controversial moments of rest in history, Bagwell jumped off the wheelchair, ripped off his neck brace, and joined in the assault, essentially reaffirming his allegiance to the new world order. Eighteen years ago today, put in the year 2000, ECW held the final cy- Cyberslam from the ECW arena in Philadelphia. Highlights of the event aired on the April 28th episode of ECW on TNN, which is, of course, available on the WWE Network. Asado Tanaka defeated Two Cold Scorpio. Don Marie and Lance Storm defeated Jazz and Nova. Little Guido defeated Kid Cash and Super Crazy in a three way dance. The New Dangerous Alliance, Bill Wiles and C.W. Anderson, defeated Danny Doring and Roadkill. Bald Mahoney and New Jack defeated the Baldies, Angel and DeVito. Steve Carino defeated Dusty Rhodes. Rhino defeated Tajiri to win the ECW World TV title. Tommy Dreamer defeated Taz to win the ECW World Heavyweight title. This would be Taz's final match in the original ECW. And also, Justin Credible defeated Tommy Dreamer to win the ECW World Heavyweight title. As Dreamer was making his victory speech about how he might not ever make it to WrestleMania or to Starrcade, but making it as ECW World Champion, Credible interrupts his speech. Then Francine turns on him. Incredible qu- quickly defeats Dreamer to win the world title. Dreamer never got a chance to wear the championship belt. As for Credible, he threw down half of the tag team championship, essentially vacating it, And Storm left for WCW three weeks later and vacated his half of the tag team titles too. All this went down in a span of about 10 minutes, making Dreamer by far the shortest reigning ECW champion ever. Dreamer didn't make it to WrestleMania in 2007 and won't have a seven-week run as ECW champion in 2009. Making him the only man to hold both versions of the ECW title. Twelve years ago today, he put it at 2006, <clears throat> Ring of Honor presented the 100th show from the Murphy Recreation Center in Philadelphia. As the name implies, it's the 100th event the company has put on. It also went back to went back to the Murphy Recreation Center, the promotion's original home, and here the match that took place at this event. Christopher Daniels defeated Claudio Castagnoli, as we know him now as Cesaro. Delirious defeated Jimmy Jacobs, Jimmy Rave, and Jimmy Wang Yang, and Jimmy Yang in a four-corner survival match. Generation next, Austin Aries and Roderick Strong, defeated the Rottweilers, Homicide, and Ricky Reyes, to retain the ROH World tag team titles. Brian Danielson defeated Colt Cabana to retain the ROH World Championship. Derek Dempsey defeated Pele Primo to retain the ROH top of the class trophy. Brian Danielson defeated Delirious to retain the ROH world title. Of course, Brian Danielson, we now know him as Daniel Bryan. The Briscoes, Mark and Jay, defeated Matt Seidel and AJ Styles. Of course, Matt Seidel, we remember him as having Bourne born in WWE. Teams CZW, Chris Hero, Necro Butcher, and Super Dragon defeated Team Bring of Honor, Adam Pierce, BJ Whitmer, and Samoa Joe. Ten years ago today, 2008, WWE suspends Michael Hayes for 60 days following an incident that occurred during WrestleMania week. Hayes allegedly made a racist remark towards Mark Henry. The suspension was meant to be kept quiet, but word, word spread amongst employees uh, during the weekend. Eight years ago today, 2010, WWE <clears throat> releases Shelton Benjamin, Mickey James, Hunaki of course, Jimmy Wang Yang, uh, Terry Gordy, who, of course, was known as Jesse of Jesse and Festus and also Slam Master Jay, Katrina Waters, of course, known as Kay- Lee Burchill, and Mike Attinga, who, of course, we would know him as Mike Knox. Here's what happened to these folks here, folks, back in 2010. Benjamin went to Ring of Honor, where he was a two-time tag team champion with his world's greatest tag team partner, Charlie Haas. He also wrestled with New Japan Pro Wrestling from 2012 to 2015, <clears throat> as well as a year and a half of Pro Wrestling Noah. Benjamin was set to return to WWE less was set to was set to return to WWE in the uh, summer of 16, but his return was interrupted by a torn rotator cuff injury. As he had not signed his WWE deal prior to his injury, Shelton was considered a free agent. Of course, now, folks, as you know, he is now part. of Usually back with WWE. Yoon, of course, Jimmy Wang Yang, returned to the Independent Circuit and wrestled briefly for All Japan Pro Wrestling. In 2011, he made a one night return to TNA Wrestling in a three way match for a TNA contract. Yoon, who owns a professional wrestling school and pest control business, is considered retired. Katrina, of course, Kenny Lee Burchill, briefly returned to the Independent Circuit before joining TNA in October 2010. She would win the Knockouts title twice and the knockout, Knockouts Tag titles once. After not appearing on the team, on TNA programming for about six months in 2012, Waters left TNA and returned to the independent circuit. <clears throat> After a let's see, Let see. Uh, yeah, okay. After a one-off appearance for Juggalo Championship Wrestling in August 2010. Mike largely was Mike Knox was was largely out of the spotlight until returned to the independent circuit in 2012. Most notably, he wrestled in the main event of the inaugural House of Hardcore show. He joined TNA in 2013 as a member of Aces and Eights. After the group dissolved, Mike, as Nux, or to take off on the name Knox, formed the Menagerie. Mike left TNA in May 2015, after a month, about a month after joining the Inoki Genome Federation. Let's see here. Uh, Funaki sporadically appeared for WWE when they had house shows in Japan. In 2011, Funaki opened his own wrestling school, the Funaki Dojo. Funaki appeared in 2014 as a translator for the then-debut in Hideo Itami. He returned to WWE in 2016 providing Japanese commentary for pay-per-view
0: events. Let's see here. Uh, uh, We had... don't
1: have apparently have anything going on. Didn't know what happened with, uh, with uh, Terry Gordy Jr. there, but we'll kind of find out something new for you. Five years ago today, 2013, he announces via press release that they have, they, have been, they have greenlit the WWE reality series Total Divas. Here is the story right here. He announces new series revealing the real women behind the WWE Divas. That proves the drama is even bigger when they step outside of the ring. Los Angeles, April 22, 2013. Adored by millions of fans, the gorgeous women called WWE divas have earned their place as sports entertainment icons through more, than, through more than just their pretty faces and red-hot figures. It takes a lot of work and guts to enter the competitive WWE family, where youth is golden. This summer, E! will take viewers into a whole new world of drama when Total Divas explores the life beyond the ring for seven WWE divas who must wrestle with the challenges of life in the spotlight a grueling work and travel schedule, and the intense competition for prominence in a career that leaves little little time for a personal life. I'm thrilled for E! and WWE to join forces and pull back the curtain on one of pop culture's most fascinating arenas, said at the time Suzanne Suzanne Cole, at the time president of E! With with tens of millions of weekly fans at their disposal, these glamorous, entertaining, and powerful women prove that behind the glitz of the spotlight, the locker room drama, and the jockeying for position within the organization, they are all drawn to one thing, and that is stardom. We are excited to work with E on the launch of Total Divas, a series that will showcase the professional and personal lives of WWE's multi-talented female performers. This was set by Kevin Dunn, executive VP, television production of WWE. There is no series on the air that can rival the charm, beauty, larger-than-life personalities, drama, and glamour that this show will deliver. The series will focus on a select group of seven women from the ranks of the WWE Diva Corps, five are established divas who are no strangers to the life, and two are newbies, girls who have entered into the Diva training program but have yet to prove themselves worthy of the title. Throughout the series, we will see these women attempt to establish their own pecking order as the new girls attempt to handle the jealousy and pressure that comes with working your way up to life for the most airtime, time, and top celebrity status. With no two days alike and juggling their constant demands, the divas definitely find time to celebrate their star status by traveling the world for their various charities, appearing in feature films, attending star-studded red carpets, and glamorous photo shoots. Through it all, the everyday challenges that maintain relationships with their boyfriends as well as their families and their over-the-top lifestyles start to take their toll on the girls. Appearing in the series are the Bell twins, Bree and Nikki. A pair of seasoned veterans who have reached superstar status in the WWE ring and earned their places in the spotlight. The duo will work harder than ever to maintain this level of excellence, whether the the newbies like it or not. Naomi and Cameron are two knockouts whose dance routines have made them stars on the tour. When confidence and success collide head-on between these two, who will will both be left standing. They don't call them divas for nothing. Natalia is a third-generation sports entertainment star who knows the ropes and knows them well. She's seen lots of doors open for other divas, but often finds herself left behind when it comes to achieving superstar status. And she continues to soldier or own as a perennial bridesmaid? And tagging into the rings. a new member of the divas is Eva Marie, a passionate, sexy, extru- extremely competitive force that wants not more than anyone else. Also joined in on the action is Jojo Offerman, an entertainer at heart, young, and energetic, who would no doubt be a charismatic force in the ring. The show kicks off with an unprecedented look inside the most anticipated WWE event of the year, WrestleMania, marking the first time that any TV series was granted exclusive behind-the-scenes access to WWE. Following the drama, the series takes the WWE's flagship TV show, Monday Night Raw, was a match between the Bells in one corner and Naomi and Cameron, of course at the time known as the Funkadackles, in the other. They bring on the drama from the very start, and alliances are quickly formed on the road as new girls choose sides. And with some WWE superstars vying for the romantic attention of the girls, the drama comes to a boil quickly and shows no signs of slowing down. Total Divas is produced by WWE and Boonham Murray Productions. John Murray, Neil Goldsheen, Jeff Jenkins, and Russell J. are executive producers for Boonham Murray Productions. Mm-hmm. 85 total episodes of the series have aired over six seasons, including including the current one as of course of 2017, And the series has been spun off featuring two members of the original cast, of course, Total Mellows. Five years ago today, once again, 2013, Melina Ruka, best known as WWE diva Rosa Mendez, was sent home from their European tour for personal reasons. Those personal reasons turned out to be Ruka going through an alcoholic relapse. Mendez did not return to WWE television until August and did not appear in a match until October. Later in the year, Michael Hayes is suspended for allegedly causing said relapse. In February of 2016, Melina gave birth to her first child, Jordan Elizabeth. On Jordan's first birthday, Melina announced her retirement. Four years ago today, 2014, Extreme Rising cancels all upcoming events, including four events scheduled for the next two weekends, The company informs the roster via text message that all events were canceled and shuts down social media accounts, essentially folding operations. The promotion was founded in 2012 as Extreme Reunion by Five Guys Wrestling, Inc., which was wrestlers Shane Douglas and Cody Michaels, Steve and Mike O'Neill, and producer Kevin Kleinrock. was essentially a reboot of ECW featuring ex-ECW alumni, including Douglas, Raven, The Sandman, Stevie Richards, and Jerry Lynn. An awful first outing, one that Douglas apologized for, forced a rebranding of the company as Extreme Rising, bringing in newer talent not associated with the original ECW. The company would put on four more shows in 2012, but just one more event after that in December 2013 at the ECW Arena. A series of events scheduled on the weekend of WrestleMania 29 were canceled due to the lack of t- ticket sales, which was a regular occurrence with the promotion. Stevie Richards goes down as the promotion's only champion Went in it at cards subject to change in December 2012. ECW I mean extreme risings next to last show. And let's see, ladies and gentlemen,
0: if we have any wrestling birthdays. Yeah. Let's check it out right here, folks, and see what we have here. We have a separate page that we
1: take a look at there for that. And uh, let's see what we have here. Uh, we have one we had one birthday here today, folks. Uh <clears throat> and that is Ezekiel Jackson. Um uh, of course as you know, uh wrestled along with with uh, Brian Kendrick for a while, was the was the last man the last ever considered E C. W. champion, of course, when it, of course whenever the WWE version, or what we call the watered-down version of the ECW, folded in, uh, excuse me, in, um, to make way for, of course, for now, what we would now know as NXT. Uh, Ezekiel Jackson, today, turned, uh, he turned 40 years old. Today. He was born the same year I was, folks, 1978. So, happy birthday to Ezekiel Jackson here today. Her it's the only birthday we have to um, and as we continue forward here, folks, there, there you have it for your wrestling history and for your birthdays here for today. Um, and don't forget tomorrow on Raw Radio, one three eight seven four four pound, which I'll be getting down here in just a moment. The Human Surplus Machine, John Gross, will be bringing you, of course, more wrestling history. Uh, of course, not just for tomorrow, but uh, but also for this past weekend here as well. Uh, so everyone can be can definitely be. Uh, be informed of, of course, of all the birthdays coming up here. Indeed. So, uh, <clears throat> next up here, folks, uh, let's go ahead and bring you, of course, what we well, speaking of our shows so here. Let's go ahead and let you know what's going to take place here during our shows here in the radio network. <clears throat> of course, tomorrow afternoon from three to five, don't forget as I said, WWUS Raw Radio. He joined Gerard T. Smith, the Ice Man Jared DiGiallo, the Human Super Machine John Gross, as well as a plethora of guests. I'm sure Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, as well as several others, will be making their way in. As uh, they will, of course, like I said, talk about, uh, of course, what will be coming up on Monday Night Raw tomorrow night, with, of course, uh, ratings and predictions for, for, for the main, for the ratings, their predictions for the ratings and the main event for tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw. Excuse me there. Also, of course, folks, bringing the latest rest of the news and views here, of course, over the, of course, a lot of stuff taking place over the weekend. Uh, also, tomorrow on Raw Radio, uh, as I, I did also mention, John, we bring you rest birthdays as well. But also tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, I did receive an update here from the Iceman, Jerry DiGiromo, Uh he did pop on uh, Power Hour yesterday afternoon. He did inform me that, of course, the funeral or WWE Hall of Famer Bruno San Martino will be taking place tomorrow morning at ten AM Eastern. Um, I forget forgive me if the name of the church there, of course, but so they're not too not too far away from this home. and of course in this home town of Pittsburgh. Uh tomorrow we hope to have an update here of course as he will attempt to get some, some 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 uh thoughts thoughts and opinions uh their, their thoughts on Bruno and everything from, that, from those who are attending who are attending? Um, of course, Bruno's funeral. Uh, of course, <clears throat> and of course, he will. As we also did here, Bruno will be buried in a private ceremony. So, but we'll have some news about all that. Plus, like I said, news and views, history, of birthdays, some other, some other wrestling talk as well. And as like we said, Raw reading predictions for the main event of tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw show, as well as of course our predictions for what the ratings will be. So be sure to join the gang for Raw Radio this. Tomorrow afternoon from 3 to 5 right here on Talk Show, call ID one three eight seven four four pam Next up there, folks, we'll <clears throat> next up there, folks, will definitely be, we'll be bringing you, of course, our Double Dose Part 1. First off, we will start things off with WWUS Wrestling Revisited. Join King Ice as they hop into the WWUS Time Machine and visit another moment here from the Annals of Wrestling History. Uh it could be a the entire pay-per-view event it could be a Raw, a SmackDown, a Nitro, a Thunder, an ECW event. Um, it could be a, it could be just a match itself. It could be a moment itself. I mean, who knows what it will be, folks? They're going to hop in that time machine and, and find out exactly what's going on um, right here. Of course, like I said, rest and revisited tomorrow. I mean, Tuesday night from seven to eight. Right here on Talk to You. Call ID one three nine nine two six pound. Then coming up from 9 to 11, ladies and gentlemen, one pounds i will be back on with the mothership, of course, WWUS Revolution. And ladies and gentlemen, we are starting to get closer and closer and closer here, folks, to episode number 500. We are, and I can let everyone know about this right now. And uh, this is going to be a very interesting moment here indeed. Um,
0: let's see here. Uh, We are nine episodes
1: away here, folks, from hitting the big 500. Uh, So this week, like I said, we'll cover, we'll cover, cover, of course, we'll take care of three episodes this week, and then, of course, we'll take care of, I do believe there will be like three or four coming up, and that right there will will we'll get us really, really close. As a matter of fact, we may end up hitting that here really, really soon. So, so folks, it's going to be a wild ride here. Uh, anyway, t- uh, Tuesday's, ep- Tuesday's episode of Revolution will be episode 492, as we will, of course, talk about <clears throat> the latest rest of news and views from King Ice. Uh, John will have the late. We'll have, the latest, we'll have the rest of history and birthdays for this coming Tuesday night, as well as, of course, we'll talk about our thoughts and opinions on what took place on Monday Night Raw. Uh, tomorrow night on uh, what will take place on Monday Night Raw tomorrow night, excuse me, there. Plus, also, we'll be having uh, there could be some other fun stuff happening, folks, uh, a possible title match, a possible round of Wrestling Jeopardy, a possible round of Would You Rather uh, questions. Um, you never know what it could be, folks, but we'll definitely have something here coming in for you. And, of course, our live video feed for <clears throat> For uh, Tuesday's Revolution, will be coming from True Pioneers of Wrestling, so be sure to watch for the video on that. Coming up on Revolution, this Tuesday night, right here from 9 to 11, right on Talk one three eight zero five five five. 138055-Pound. This coming Wednesday here, folks, be sure to catch, of course, our Triple Threat Wednesday lineup. First off, we will start off with WWUS Outside the Ropes, as myself, JD, and John will be talking about, of course, the last pop culture news, making the rounds, of course, once again, courtesy of our friends at Four Eleven Mania. Also, of course, we'll be put we'll be putting down, of course, possibly some more movie Jeopardy, which um, is which is which is pretty, which is pretty much our movie really trivia challenge. Uh, so uh, so we'll be able to quiz the boys on all a few on few things here. There's some stuff they may know, some stuff they may not know. So we'll definitely uh, we we'll definitely kind of pick their brain there. At that, uh, this coming Wednesday night from 6:30 to 7:30 right here on Talk We're outside the ropes. Call ID one four one three eight seven pound. Next up here folks <clears throat> is WWS wrestling debate from eight to nine. Call ID one three nine nine two five pound. The N W Madness Kingdom, of course, King NWO, Black Widow, Michelle Landaz and the Iceman, you D know We bring you of course some big time discussions here. Um, I'm sure about Raw, about SmackDown, of course backlash coming up here as we as backlash we will of course as you of course as you have Seeing it advertised now, starting with Backlash, this will be the first WWE pay per view that will feature both stars from both Raw and SmackDown. So it'll be a very interesting lineup here indeed. So, uh, so rest in the bait, of course, 139,925 pound. This Wednesday night, from 8 to 9, right here on Talkshoot. Next up here, folks, I'll be back on with WWE Revolution as, of course, we will bring you the latest wrestling news and views, the latest, of course, the history and birthdays. Also, our thoughts and opinions on what took place on SmackDown uh, Tuesday night, what will take place on SmackDown Tuesday night. Also, of course, some other fun things that we'll definitely be bringing here to you as well, so be sure to look out for some wrestling extras coming up on Revolution this Wednesday night right here on TalkShoe 138055-Pound. And our live video feed this week will be coming from our tribute group to Hall of Famer the Ultimate Warrior. A Warriors Legacy. Be sure to join us for that. Coming up this Thursday night here, folks, <coughs> will be of course the second installment in W O Wolfpack. As once again, we'll be bringing the latest rest of the news and views and also history and birthdays. Uh, of course, also some other fun stuff coming your way there as well. You never know what will be, top, what will be discussed, but I'm sure we will be, well, definitely be bringing it all here to you. And of course, our live video feed from that will be coming from our tribute group, the Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling (FMWUS). Honor thy frontier. Uh, so be sure to join us for Revolution. I mean, we'll pack this Thursday night from nine to eleven. Call ID one three eight five two one pound. And this Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget our Friday night edition of Revolution one three eight zero five five pound. Again, our live video feed will be coming from GF, our second Global Force Wrestling tribute group. GFWS Global Phenom. Uh, Be sure to join us for that. Also, of course, in addition to some more wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, we'll also be bringing you, of course, some uh, some, uh, some other fun stuff, some more interesting talk about coming up uh, with some of the pay-per-views popping on here on the scene. Of course, not everything WWE, but we'll definitely be bringing you some talk there, folks. So Be sure to join us for that uh, this this Friday, um, Friday night right here on Revolution. Call ID 138055-POUND. And, of course, this Saturday afternoon, don't forget, for our next edition of WWUS Power Hour, where once again we'll be bringing you, of course, the, what took place on our, all of our shows during the week. Also, of course, we'll be bringing you some wrestling rest wrestling history for this coming Saturday, as well as some little wrestling news bites, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. So be sure to join us for, uh, for Power Hour Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. Right here on Talk Show, call ID 141364-POUND. And folks, if you like ever like to call into any of our shows here in the Radio Network, remember this phone number is always 1724 44 Let's go ahead and bring you, of course, courtesy of our Friends at com, which we do uh, thank them for allowing us to read their stories here in the WWS Radio Network each and every week including, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, Outside the Ropes, Raw Radio, Power Hour, and others. Let's see what we have on here on the road see if we have any
0: wrestling news tidbits here. Mm. Uh, Let's start off here, folks, with a little... um, Jeremy Thomas brings us this update here uh, on full of many
1: tonight. Of course, this is this time concerning TNA. Uh, well, of course, Impact Wrestling, GFW, whatever you want to call it, uh, at their latest pay per view um, Redemption, the world, their, the Impact World Tag Team Champions cha- championship changed change hands at their pay per view event Redemption. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and bring you what uh, what we had was was all. That's had to be said here. Impact Redemption saw new Impact World Tag Team Champions crowned as the team of Eli Drake and Scott Steiner defeated LAX. There are some, there are some clips of the match where saw the team beat LAX to claim Drake's first tag team title win in the company and Steiner's second. Uh, below, of course, the is via TDE Wrestling. The two, of course, this, is, this is, of course, uh, a lot of tweets here on Twitter from TDE Wrestling at Total total Diva EPS, Total Diva's EPS, I believe it is. Uh, the two in LAX's run at 164 days. The team initially began their second reign on the November 9th episode of of Impact when they defeated OVE. <clears throat> um, let's see here. Let's see. Like I said several, several tweets were made here
0: uh, but but of course several
1: uh several tweets are made about it which you can go back and read some of these posts here which mostly are like links to uh, to some of this. Uh, so you might want well to definitely check all that out. Uh some other re- some other wrestling stories here. Um some WE News courtesy of Jeremy Thomas. An update on Sami Zayn's Syria fundraising efforts. And New Day cut a promo for the Greatest Royal Rumble. Let's, let's, let's see what some of these stories are right here, folks. Sami Zayn has brought his total fundraising efforts for Syria to nearly $100,000. Zayn noted on Twitter, of course it will be on on this page, As latest efforts in his Sami for Syria campaign brought in $7,000 in the last week for aid, providing medical services for impoverished families in the war torn region. That gives his campaign a total of ninety six thousand dollars raised so far. From August fifteenth to December thirty first of last year, our hashtag Sammy for Syria Mobile Clinic provided three thousand nine hundred and three medical services. Last week we raised over seven thousand, hit our goal of ninety six thousand, thank you all. Please, please RT and continue to donate so we can continue to make this possible. Hashtag Syria. This was at Sami Zayn. At Sami Zayn posted it on Twitter today. WWE posted of course a video from the new day in which they hyped Friday's greatest Royal Rumble event in Saudi Arabia. And I'll just pretty much read their Twitter that read WWE's page here. With hashtag W W E G R R less than a week away at W-E-B-E, at True Kofi, and at Xavier Woods PhD, said that they want to bring the power of positivity to Saudi Arabia, and that was actually posted today, as a matter of fact. So, so very, great efforts on the part of Sami Zayn for, for of course, raising, uh, raising, doing this campaign to help folks in Syria, and uh, very good efforts
0: in need there. And, Of course, we as we reported already that
1: apparently the situation involving that the relationship between Nikki Bella and John Cena has has now gone on the wayside. Jeffrey Harris brings us this story right here about that now saying Brie Bella addresses how Nikki Bella Nikki Bella is handling her breakup with John Cena, reveals that in their relationship that the relationship problems will be shown in total Bella's and the that latest season was hardest to film. People.com recently spoke to Brie Bella, who commented on the recent breakup between her twin sister Nikki Bella and WWE superstar John Cena. She also revealed that what went wrong in the relationship will be shown in the next upcoming season of Total Bellas, and how that season was the hardest hardest one for her to film. Here are some highlights. Brie Bella on how Nikki Nikki is doing. Brie says she's good. They call her fearless Nikki for a reason. She always puts on that great face. My sister has more strength than any other woman I know, especially Wonder Woman. She's bigger than that. Brie Bella on how the late season of Total has been the hardest to film. Brie Bella says I really had to take a step back and allow and allow it and allow it, and that was really hard on me because it's my twin. I want to protect her from everything. This has been the hardest season to film for me because all I want to do is protect her and keep everyone away. But this is what we do and Brie Bella on how she gives credit to Nikki Bella and John Cena. She says, I have, I have to give a lot of credit to John and Nicole that really opened up their lives and really wanted to close this curtain and be and be like, this is it, we're done. My sister is really great with her fans and the way that she lets them connect with her, she lets them go. My life isn't perfect and it isn't easy. I let them see the playbook of her life. Folks, I said, you know, a lot of people said, you know, this was this was their the best call they could make. Now, I mean, of course, it's like any relationship out there, folks. It was, uh, uh,
0: it was, uh, it was kind of, uh, I'm sure, kind of difficult for, uh, for them to do so.
1: And speaking of which, Jeffrey Jeffrey Harris brings us a story here, uh, as as another story can certainly the. Uh, Nikki Bella-John Cena situation. Nikki Bella makes first public appearance in the scene without her engagement ring after the, break, the After the John Cena breakup. Entertainment Tonight reports that Nikki Bella was seen making her first public appearance since her breakup with John Cena that was reported last weekend. As previously noted, the WWE Power Couple reportedly ended their six-year relationship earlier this month. She attended and hosted a, a rose party with her sister, Bree, at the Sanctuary Camelback Resort in Paradise Valley, Arizona on Saturday, which was yesterday, during the Nirvana Food and Wine Festival. Of course, she was not she was seen not wearing her engagement ring given to her by Cena. Report noted that Nikki Bella appeared to be in good spirits and was enjoying some wine and chatted with the other guests and posed with Bree in the photo booth. E. T. also claimed out a source that the main reason the two WWE superstars broke up was over the issue of starting a family. The source claimed Nikki and John truly love each other, but they will never have the same view on a perfect future. Nikki has always dreamt of having a family of her own, and John does not want children, and that was the main cause of their breakup. They're both dedicated to their careers, but Nikki wants more than just that. Whether that conflict is legitimate or not, it was brought up in the past as a source of tension between Cena and Bella on the reality show Total Divas. So, folks... The fact that Nikki Bella wanted to have a family and John did not. Uh, that's uh, that's like I said. I mean, that's always a that's always a sad uh, always a sad story. There. A couple more stories here making uh, rounds here. Uh, Jeffrey Harris the story here today as. As you remember the Main Street Posse, one of the members of the one of the members here, Pete Gass, shares a story on why he was put in the doghouse in WWE and also praises Shane McMahon for still be able being able to perform at WrestleMania 34. CBS Local Sports recently interviewed former WWE Hardcore champion Pete Gass. He also, he also addressed Shane McMahon still working at the WrestleMania 34 despite Shane McMahon having a hernia and being hospitalized before the match. Below are some highlights from the interview. Pete gas on how he got the heat once for riding in a limo instead of driving to shows. He said, I got called in once. For one incident, I got called in probably like two or three, two or three weeks in a row. Got yelled at for doing something. Doing something, it's never fun, and I still claim innocence on it, but it doesn't matter. We were in Memphis, Tennessee for training, so when we weren't on television, we were there. We were told totally, that we, we all had to do these shows in Memphis. So so we had one loop where we had to go down to Louisiana through Mississippi. We had a huge loop on, all off our, on our off time, then get back up to Memphis to travel. It was like a lot of driving, and I had a car that I didn't want to put all the miles on. I met this guy on a bar who had a limo service. He goes, hey, I got this stretch navigator. How about you guys hop in and I'll drive you guys around. I'll do it for nothing. It was just a wrestling thing. know, now, we've got eight guys piled in. Actually, it was a bunch of guys from MCW, Memphis Championship Wrestling. Some of the guys were also doing the multiple WWE stuff. but They were on television as well, but they weren't doing much. We all piled in this big stretch limo with cans of beer and stuff. We'd pull up to these shows and open the limo door, literally have a couple cans of beer falling out of it. Kevin Kelly would pull up, and he'd be doing commentary for us in Memphis. So he's pulling up in a four-tars, and we're pulling up in a stretch. have all these cans. The we got back to the office. We we weren't paying our dues and driving on the road, but we were driving in a stretch limo. So literally I got called into the office. literally yelled at me two or three weeks in a row and talked to me and said, do you understand why you're doing that? You're supposed to be paying your dues. I understood, but I also thought it's a free, it's a free it was free and it's someone driving us. We don't have to put the miles on the car. Matthew I, I was like, I understand, but the guy was doing it for free. The guy never took a dime or nothing, gas money, nothing. He was just happy to be driving us. Also, Pete Gas saying on Shane McMahon fighting through his hernia and infection to perform at WrestleMania. Pete Gass says, No, I think that's exactly why you saw what you saw out of him. Not to mention Shane McMahon had an infection as well which adds to the fact of why he was in the hospital. He also had a hernia. Anyone who ever had a hernia can understand that, what kind of pain the man was going through. But for the people who knocked the guy, I don't know how you can. He puts, puts it all on the line for the company and really gives an effort like no other. He does some crazy stuff for a guy who's not a full-time wrestler. The guy's in a lot of pain, but he's not going to allow that to stand in the way of performing at WrestleMania. He goes above and beyond. I know he's got some those things fixed. I know that for a Hermia alone, well, I understand a normal person can't do anything for six weeks, let alone wrestle. So I wouldn't expect to see him in the ring doing anything for at least that, for that amount of time. I haven't spoken to him since right after, since right after Mania. So I don't know what his intentions are. I know he has a very high pain threshold and he got he, he got through that match. He did a lot. Kudos to him for being able to do what he did. Cause there you have it there, folks, for, of course, one of Shane McMahon's former running buddies, of course, and member the group, the Main Street Posse. Uh, giving some props to Shane McMahon for uh, for getting by uh <clears throat> getting by that uh getting getting by, of course, match at WrestleMania. And also one more quick story, Jeremy Thomas brings us here tonight from Full Leather Mania. The latest update on Raid Mysterio's WWE negotiations. According to a new report, Rey Mysterio has yet to sign a new deal with WWE despite his reported scheduled appearance at the Greatest Royal Rumble. David Meltzer reports that Mysterio has not yet signed a contract with the company. Mysterio returned for a one-off appearance at the Royal Rumble in January and has reportedly been in talks with WWE for returns since earlier this year. He was originally scheduled to return at WrestleMania, but a bicep injury held that off. So lot of folks are saying, you know, could Mysterio come back? We'll have to wait and see. Um, I personally wouldn't mind seeing him back if, he, if, if the man can still go. I would love for him.
0: I would love for him to to make another appearance. I mean, the man man like says truly a unique individual. Uh, We have to wait and see what happens with that, here, folks.
1: Um, so, uh, once again, I thank uh, 411 Mania for allowing us here on the WWS Radio Network to to read their stories on our shows each and every week. On that note, here, folks, uh, there you have it there for our, for our, our weekly promo here for for, for today. And of course, be sure, like I said, you continue to check out all of our shows this week in the radio network. Of course, Raw Radio tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night, Wrestling Revisited and Revolution. Wednesday night, Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Debate and Revolution. Thursday night, NWO Wolfpack. And Friday night, Revolution, as well as Saturday afternoon, Power Hour. <coughs> For the entire panel, Way Too Tough to Handle, of course, King NWO, Girard T. Smith. The Black, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. The Iceman, Jeremy Girolamo. Even Place Machine, John Gross. Also, of course, uh, for a lot of our, our our friends who are, of course, part of our shows as well, including Heartbreak Kid Fonzie uh, and the Last Kicker and Marie Rickenbach. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much here for uh, listening in here tonight. And of course, uh, like I said, check out, like just check out all our shows this week by starting out with uh, starting out with uh, uh, by checking out Raw Radio. Uh, tomorrow afternoon from 3 to 5. Of course, call ID one three eight pounds This has been a promotion of the Better U.S. radio network right here on TalkShoot.com. While we are two years older and continuing to be bolder, the radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll definitely see you in the ring and also on the red carpet as well. <clears throat> And as, as as we always say here in the WS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, God bless everyone, and have a terrific evening and a terrific week. God bless everyone.